In the previous episode, an organic acid test can indicate the functional need for nutrients and then can help guide our therapies, our dietary modifications or need for antioxidants or need for detoxification support, etc. And if I'm just going to define the term organic acid that I've been using like a thousand times, um, it refers to a broad class of compounds that are produced as a result of metabolic processes in the body. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Los Calzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. On today's episode, we're going to talk about fatigue with Dr. Evan Hirsch. We'll cover his four-step process for assessing and healing the underlying causes of fatigue. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're gonna have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023. And you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com. And we'll also put the link on the show notes page. And as you know, there are so many people suffering from fatigue. Almost everybody that walks into your office probably is suffering from fatigue. And Dr. Hirsch is known as the Energy MD. And he has a book called Fix Your Fatigue and a podcast called Energy MD. He's featured on many summits and podcasts. Welcome to the show today, Dr. Hirsch. Hey, Rita Marie. Thanks so much for having me on. I am excited to be here. It's one of my favorite topics to chat about because it is so predominant and I've, you know, worked with so many people over the years. So let's just talk about like, why is it? Why do you think energy, low energy and fatigue are actually at such epidemic proportions? Well, a lot of it has to do with the, the toxins that we accumulate throughout our lives. And as we know, the world has become increasingly more toxic, more heavy metals, more chemicals, etc. And consequently, that has caused more fatigue and, and other symptoms. You know, we're seeing increased um, incidents of so many other different diseases as well. And fatigue really is kind of like the harbinger, it's the canary in the coal mine where, you know, if you're, gonna, if you're having issues now, it's because you've got these toxins that need to be removed. Otherwise, you're going to have issues later with heart attacks, heart disease, strokes, Alzheimer's, and cancer. Well, okay, so that leads us into, right, 
fatigue is there, right? It's a, a warning sign. It sounds like that something's out of balance. And, you know, a lot of people think about fatigue as just like, I don't have the energy to go dancing, or I don't have the energy to do whatever. But really, it's a lot more than that, right? Because it's affecting the underlying tissues and organs and glands. Absolutely. It's a message, you know, and so we're so used to pushing through, you know, where we, I know for me, I've been very disconnected from my body. This is some of the work that I've been doing for the last several years, but very disconnected from my body because I've been pushing through for so long. You know, I ended up with chronic fatigue for five years before I fixed it. And I still have to watch myself um, from from pushing through when I'm not when I'm not maybe at my optimal or may, maybe when I'm tired, you know. So, yeah, it is a message that we need to pay attention to because it's telling us that there's something wrong in the body, and it's not time to grab another Coke or five-hour energy or caffeinated beverage in order to be able to get through it. Right. And that's what I was thinking as you started to say that that's what people do. And that's what they're told to do by their doctors or whatever other practitioners they may be seeing. They're told, oh, don't worry about it. Just say those five hour energy drinks are good or pop some B vitamins or, you know, take some extra caffeine, eat some more sugar to give you energy. And those are actually things that are causing it to get worse. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And those are really band-aids. And even, you know, naturally when we're looking at at some of this, you know, and we're boosting adrenals and we're boosting mitochondria and boosting thyroid and boosting sex hormones and all that, they're still band-aids because the reality is is that the reason why we have those deficiencies is because we've got toxins on board, which I know we'll get into in a bit, but we're talking about things like heavy metals, chemicals, molds, infections, etc. Yeah. And, you know, before we get into that, I just want to point out and get your opinion on, you know, we've been in this health crisis for the last couple, three years, and that people are blaming bugs, right? They're blaming a virus, they're blaming this and that. And in reality, how much does this underlying cellular fatigue actually contribute to that epidemic? Well, it's huge. Um, And you know, once again, it's it's the accumulation of everything over time, you know, so, you know, part of my story was that, you know, I, you, you come out and you, you get toxins from mom through the placenta, and then I ate a lot of gluten and dairy growing up, and I pooped once a week for the first 20-some-odd years of my life, so I couldn't get rid of toxins out of my oh. body, and then lived in a moldy place and grew up in New Jersey, so I was bitten by ticks, and then kissed somebody with Epstein-Barr virus, right? So you get all of this, and so... <laughs> If, you know, somebody gets the pandemic virus and then they start to get symptoms, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. But there was all this other stuff that happened first. That happened first. Absolutely. So cellular energy is like critical for just about everything, right? We, we talk about immune mm-hmm. system. They have to be able to handle the, your Epstein-Barr exposure, your tick exposure, the COVID exposures, whatever other exposures there are. If our cellular energy is depleted, our immune system cannot handle all that. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. You know, and, you know, so I'll, I'm going to say cellular energy, mitochondria, you know, like making ATP and making sure your Krebs cycle is working right and making sure that your mitochondria are not damaged is huge when it comes to all of this. Because we now know the mitochondria, even though it's making 70 to 90 percent of our energy, we also knows that it wor- know that it works with hormones, gets hormones inside the cells, so it increases the function of hormones, it increases the production of hormones, it modulates different 
different aspects of the immune system. So it's incredibly involved in all of this. And so, yes, consequently, we have to remove the toxins that have squashed the mitochondria. And then we have to inject the mitochondria with lots of love to get it back up online. I love how you say with lots of love. I thought you were going to say lots of nutrients. And I really love (laughs) that you said with lots of love, right? Because here's the thing I see, right? Folks are out there and there's always somebody selling something on Facebook, on TV, whatever. And mitochondrial supplements are hot, right? Oh, I'm exhausted. Let me go buy this CoQ10, lipoic acid, whatever other supplement is in there. And I'll be fine, right? But it's not that way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Once again, it is a Band-Aid. I mean, you need to bring the mitochondria back online. You need to boost them. But it is a Band-Aid because one of the reasons why the mitochondria are dysfunctional is because the body is telling it, hey, I need you to shut down because there's other things happening in the body and we want to protect ourselves. Right? Yes. And so that's part of the reason why that's happening. And then the other reason is because of these toxins that are damaging the mitochondria, poking holes in it, you know, taking over its machinery. And so then the body's like, hey, we got to shut this down. So we have to, we have to make, we got to come at it from different angles. Yeah. So it's like we, t- we blame the mitochondria for not making enough energy. They're not doing their job. But in fact, they really are doing their job because they're shutting down to protect us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you assess people? You, you work with people, you're the energy MD, you wrote the book called Fix Your Fatigue. And so how do you actually assess where to start with people, what to do and what's causing their fatigue? So we look at 33 different causes of fatigue and low energy. And oh, wait, 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 33. What happened to four? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Or you go, you go to see your conventional doctor and, and that's, they're like, oh, your thyroid's fine. I'm not sure what's wrong with you. I'm not right? sure what's wrong. All right, let's talk about 33 different causes. <laughs> I know, I just kind of dropped that, you know, like, um, yes, 33 different causes. And so half of those are deficiencies. So deficiencies in hormones like adrenals, thyroid, sex hormones, in vitamins and minerals, vitamin D, vitamin B12, magnesium, iron, deficiencies in neurotransmitters, deficiencies in lifestyle habits. So not enough sleep, not enough water, not enough good food, not enough movement. Right. So it's those are all those things that are deficient. And then when we're looking at the toxicities, we're looking at things like the pandemic virus or spike protein, molds, heavy metals, chemicals, radium, parasites, bacteria, yeast infections, other viruses, Lyme type infections like Babesia, Bartonella, Ehrlichia, Anaplasma, Borrelia, sinus infections, dental infections, food allergies, inhaled allergies, negative emotional patterns, and electromagnetic fields. Wow. (laughs) I didn't count. Was that 33? I might have lost track. It was probably close to that, yeah. <laughs> probably close to it. That's a lot, right? And and here's the thing, right? As practitioners, as you know, you went to conventional medical school, and you know, you didn't learn this in medical school, did you? No. <laughs> I wonder why not. <laughs> no, I had to, you know, I went on a search. When I got chronic fatigue, 
And I mean, even when I was seeing, I was seeing integrative and functional medicine docs and I wasn't getting the answers that I want because generally functional medicine docs are really good at replacing the deficiencies. But the most important part of this process is the toxicity. So I'm here to encourage everybody, if, you, if you're not f focused or understanding around molds, heavy metals, chemicals, parasites, and other infections, and then, and then negative emotional patterns or trauma, I highly recommend that you're moving in that direction because you're just going to be able to help so many more people who come through your door. Absolutely. And if they're hanging out and they're listening to my podcast and hanging out with me, they are learning about a lot of these things because we're bringing doctors yes. like you in to open up the eyes to those for those who haven't been doing it. So just as a side, before we get into the strategies, right? What did you learn in medical school about how to help people with fatigue? Good question. So what I learned was that 90% of my diagnosis was going to be based off history and symptoms. Mm -hmm. And that 10% was physical exam and labs. And that's still true. Mm -hmm. I so, agree. So in terms of something that I learned that's actually helpful, but in terms of what can cause fatigue, we're talking about thyroid and then different organ dysfunction. So maybe it's hepatitis, maybe it's congestive heart failure, maybe it's um, some sort of COPD or lung disease, other chronic infections, which which we haven't mentioned here. So there's there is some workup that can be done by the conventional provider, but most of the time, that's not those aren't the most common ones. Which is why the ones that I've mentioned today are the ones that we see on a regular basis. Yeah. So I I teasingly say, and I've said this in my sales page for our, our upcoming event is that it's more than just an iron deficiency or a thyroid hormone deficiency. Like it's mm -hmm. way more complicated than that. Right. So <laughs> what do we yeah, do? I forgot, like, I forgot iron yeah. deficiency and anemia. So thanks for bringing that up. You forgot about the most obvious one that everybody thinks of, <laughs> right? Iron deficiency and, and thyroid. That's the ones right. that you probably did learn in, in medical school. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> oh, funny. And then even iron deficiency is so much more than just not getting enough iron in the diet. But we'll go there in another right. at another time, right? But yeah. yeah, so do you you so the other ten percent, you do a lot of history, you ask a lot of questions, and then in that ten percent, are there particular physical things that you're looking for? And then are there particular labs that you especially like uh, to do at least at this as a starting point? Yes. Well, I'll, I'll answer the second one first. So in terms of a starting point, so what I found is of these 33 different causes, 75% of them can be determined by symptoms alone. Mm, nice. So that, yeah, so that's where I agree with my medical training. Um, that's about it. No. <laughs> um, so when people come into the program, we actually have a workbook so that they can work through these causes and they can go through checklists for each one of these and they can determine the ones that are based off of their symptoms, they can determine um, which, which one of those causes that they have. Now the ones which really need labs are blood tests like uh, looking at vitamin B12, folate, vitamin D, iron. And then in terms of looking at um, some of the toxin causes, we're talking about molds or mycotoxins, heavy metals, chemicals, and a stool test. So that's about it in terms of labs that I generally recommend. And I also tell people, you do not have to get labs until you're several months into the program. Because that so many of these sense. causes, yeah, because so many of these causes are, um, can be determined by their symptoms. 
great. And also, like, there's some basic, let's just say, hygiene <laughs> things that we want to teach people in exactly. terms of their diet, their sleep, their stress, et cetera, et cetera. And that takes care of a large number of their symptoms, right? I mean, for the people that I'm seeing, oftentimes not so late. They're coming and they're doing everything right, you know, and so... Uh, they've already done those, yes, yes. Right, yeah. Okay. But it will yeah, help and that's, the majority of people, it, for sure. It will help, at least if they haven't. If they're coming in on the standard American diet and drinking five cups of coffee a day and eating sugar and <laughs> all kinds of garbage, then, you know, you can get them 80% there very quickly if they're willing to do the work, right? Right, correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you mentioned a couple of tests, and I want to make sure that people are clear. You know, the, obviously the blood tests, those, those make sense. How are you going about testing for mold, and how are you testing for the metals and the toxins? So I do like urine testing for these. I like urine mycotoxin testing, whether it's done through Vibrant or whether it's done through Great Plains Laboratories. I think they both do a nice job. Mm -hmm. Um so that's urinary mycotoxins because, you know, the some people will say, well, you know, sometimes you don't get accurate results. And the reality is that all tests are imperfect. But right. what's important to remember is that there's there's always a reason when you're looking at direct measurements. So if if I'm doing I don't generally like an organic acid test. And the reason why is because it's an indirect measurement. It's telling me, hey, there might be mycotoxins here because this certain substrate is elevated and mycotoxins generally inhibit that process or whatever. But it doesn't I always have to follow it up with a direct measurement. So when I'm looking at urinary mycotoxin tests and there's mycotoxins in the urine, that is a very positive test if there is mycotoxins in the urine. If there isn't and you have a strong suspicion, it's very possible that their drainage slash detoxification pathways are clogged and consequently you're not going to get a positive result. Now, if you start to open up the pathways and then you retest a month or two later and then all of a sudden you get mycotoxins, it's not like they had a new exposure. It's just because mm -hmm. now you have those pathways open because the more toxins you have in the body, the more clogged those drainage slash detoxification pathways are going to be that makes uh, total sense so that and the same thing goes for some of the other tests too so with heavy metal test i do like to do a dmsa provocation uh urine test through doctor's data for chemicals i'll once again vibrant or great plains laboratory and then for stool testing i do like the gi map or the gutsumer 3.0 from vibrant Okay. So you're testing these now. Are you testing all of these things or are you like managing people's money a little bit better if, if, if uh, you don't feel like you need them all right away? Or do you feel like you need them all right away? Well, I don't do them right away. But okay. I do do them at some point. I do want people to budget. I don't ask. I tell them I don't ask for much. But I do want you to spend money on these four tests. On right? the four so, tests. Um, out of these 33 different causes, you know, four tests, yes, they are going to spend somewhere between $1,000 and $1,500, probably closer to $1,500 right. for these tests. Um, and so it, it definitely, I, I give it, I give that to them in the projections. I, I put together supplements and labs, and I say you're going to spend somewhere between two and $600 a month on supplements and labs, depending on where you are in the program. But yeah, that's, that's how I go about that. Okay. What are these four steps? What's this four-step process? 
So the first step is to assess, right, is to figure out what you're looking at. Because even if the research says, you know, you give somebody B12 and, and, and their energy might improve, or you give them, like you said, five-hour energy or, or caffeine or something like that, we always want to know the why, right? We want to get down to the root causes. So assess first, right? And, you know, there's the adage, test, don't guess. Right? I changed that to assess because I think a lot of times, you know, if you're a practitioner who um, likes to run a lot of tests, that's awesome. But just know you're going to lose people because, you know, if you give them five kits on the, at the first visit, it's going to be really challenging for them to, to uh, navigate each one of those kits. I would say definitely space them out. Um, but as you get better and better at practicing, then you can do more with the assessment. So that's the first thing is to assess. The second step is to replace the deficiencies. So you may be asking me, though, Evan, everything that you're talking about here is pointing towards the toxicities as being more important. And the answer is absolutely. Toxicities are more important. However, when you replace the adrenals and the mitochondria and the thyroid and sex hormones and B12 and vitamin D and magnesium and the lifestyle habits, everything else works better. And you're going to be able to tolerate the stress that comes from removing the toxins because it is stressful to remove those out of the body. You're extricating this toxic matrix out of the body. So we replace the deficiencies. Plus also, it gives our um, patients a win, right? Because mm. you're going to boost their adrenals. You're going to boost their mitochondria. You're going to boost their thyroid. We call those things the big three, and we give them optimal doses of it, and it significantly changes um, how they're feeling. So that's where we start with the deficiencies in step two. And then step three is in preparation for step four. Step three is to open up these drainage pathways. And I, I keep on saying drainage slash detoxification because medically we learn them as like detoxification. But with a lot of people, when you talk about detox, it's kind of like this... Uh, this confusing word and so I've started to use more drainage where we're opening up the liver and the kidney and the lymph and the neurolymph and the bile right we're opening up all these different pathways to make sure that when we go into step four we start removing the toxins the heavy metals chemicals molds infections etc that they actually have a place to go that they'll actually go outside the body otherwise if those pathways are clogged guess what you start to grab some heavy metals some chemicals some mold you pull it into a specific drainage pathway or the lymph or whatever and guess what somebody's going to feel worse because it's going to go right back into a different compartment and you're not going to be able to get that toxin out of the body. So generally, time that you spend in step three is time well spent. And what are your, some of your processes? Well, let me, let me let you talk about the last one and then we'll come back. I want to come back to the drainage one. Sure. So then when you are doing step four, I always like to start with molds. You know, incredibly important because, and 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 you wanna you wanna make sure that the immune system is functional for when you're going after infections because you can't get rid of infections by using antibiotics or by using herbs on their own because you have to have a somewhat intact immune system to be able to help you. And so consequently, you need to make sure that you're addressing molds, heavy metals, and chemicals before you start to go after any infections. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the process. And, and for each one of these different toxins, it's going to take, you know, six to 12 to 24 to 36 months 
to get rid of it out of the body, depending on how well somebody can tolerate some of the different supplements and the speed. You know, I think about this process is very much, it's, it's you know, in chemistry, we call it the rate limiting step. Um, but it's mm. kind of this, um, if you think about it as, as a funnel where you're dumping these toxins into the funnel, which are these drainage pathways, if the bottom of the funnel is not open enough, you're going to overflow and you're not going to have success. So you have to make sure that the bottom of the, of the funnel is open so that you can, and the amount that you're dripping into that funnel of these toxins is equal to the amount that you're able to get rid of out of the, out of the bottom of the funnel. And so that's that rate that you want to find for the particular individual in order to have that slow and steady success as they're removing the toxins out of the body it means less phone calls at night less upset you know they're going to be more committed to working with you because you're not making them feel like crap but that's that what we call the goldilocks dose that people need in order to be able to be successful long term wow so let's talk this drainage because it sounds like a really critical piece of this that the other you know the assess and the and the deficiencies and all that is you know not so difficult as far as you know what knowing what to do but what about this drainage piece that sounds like we really really need to master this piece absolutely and some of that just just starts by getting people on a better diet you know by putting them on something that's more paleo where they're eating more meat and vegetables and they're and they've stopped or they've decreased their consumptions of grains and they've stopped gluten and they stopped dairy and they've decreased sugar um, that is a wonderful first step. And then they start to increase their water consumption and they start to sleep better, right? We know that the brain shrinks by 60% when we sleep, right? It's like wringing out the brain and it's dumping its toxins then into the lymph and then into the, uh, the different parts of the body. So those are two important things to then start with. And then you want to look at, you know, what are your favorite herbs or different nutraceuticals that you can take for liver? Maybe it's, it's glutathione if somebody's got mold. Maybe you're, maybe it's N-acetylcysteine if they can't tolerate glutathione. Um, then with the, with the kidneys, maybe you're looking at some different kidney herbs there. There's some different complexes that I like to, like to use. Kidney Correct by Designs for Health or Detox One by Byron White Formulas um, or KL Support by um, Cellcor. So there's a number of these that I um, like to use for liver, for kidney, for lymph. I like the BT Detox for, um, I know we got practitioners here, so you guys might be curious on what I'm using. Uh, BT Detox from Byron White Formulas I like, and then Lymphactive by um, Cellcor. And then um, in terms of the glymphatic system, using some sort of liposomal uh, melatonin, really nice for, and then obviously getting better sleep is really nice for starting to um, drain that glymphatic system from the brain. Wow. So let me ask you a question about this. Somebody just asked me this today, you know, knowing that melatonin is not just about deep sleep. We always think about taking melatonin at bedtime. And he said, well, if I'm taking it for more of a detox purpose, do I take it during the day? Is that going to put me out in the middle of the day? It will. Yeah, that's what I told him. I said, no. <laughs> I said, don't. <laughs> so that is strictly for nighttime. And then the glymphatics, we know that glymphatic drainage happens um, much more profoundly overnight. That's the time when right. it happens. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 
That makes total sense. So thank you for sharing specific products because we always get questions about that. And we'll have that in the show notes, guys. So um, if you missed that, you can go back and look in the show notes and catch some of those. And there's a lot of good products, right? We're not here to promote any one particular product or brand or anything like that. There's a lot of good products out there. And what I might use might be different from what you might use. And not because one is better than the other, because I never got around to trying that one. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we're opening up those channels. Do you do anything with saunas and any of the other strategies for like hyperbarics and things like that? Coffee enemas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, of, um, of some of those products, you know, I'm uh, definitely saunas, you know, obviously if you're using infrared saunas, the wavelength also can, um, can contribute to helping get rid of some infections. So if people feel better after saunas, typically they, they have Lyme and if they feel worse, oftentimes it's because they've got Epstein-Barr virus. And once again, it's all about a Goldilocks dose. And so th- these, these treatments that you're taking, um, I don't want to say exogenously um, because you're not putting them inside the body, but some of these external treatments are especially good for folks who are more sensitive. You know, so for some of our more sensitive folks who've got like MCAS, mast cell activation syndrome, they'll start off with like a minute, um, mm. a couple times a week on sauna. Uh, if they can't tolerate things orally, and then they'll increase by a minute every week. And that's worked wonders for folks. And then coffee enemas can be incredibly helpful, doing them up to twice a day sometimes in some folks. Red light therapy is really nice for turning on the mitochondria. And then there's some biohacks. You know, if you want to turn on the mitochondria, do a cold plunge. You know, get some cold water on your head when you're in the shower every morning. Um, you know, there's a, a number, you know, do some do some vagal tones, you know, sing, hum, scrape your tongue. You know, there's a number of these things. Yeah. Do some breath work. Yeah, I'm definitely a fan of using those. And then we have a really big mindset component in the program. Um, I call it the energy mindset where we're looking at gratitudes and envisioning and any sort of negative thought patterns that we have and flipping them into positive thought patterns and asking ourselves better questions. So that's a very important part of the program as well. I so love hearing you say that because we focus on that a lot. And, you know, you can have the best diet and the best detox practices and the best, 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 best. And if you're in negativity and not really getting, you know, the the energetic and emotional pathways open, it's really going to deter your response. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You said something earlier, though, I want to go back to. You said, load your mitochondria with love. (laughs) Tell me about that. (laughs) Absolutely. So... Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that there's nutrients that, you know, can be incredibly helpful, whether you're looking at, you know, some of the cell core products with some of the uh, the uh, electron donors that they have, or whether or not you're actually using some of the nutrients in a product like ATP 360 by Research Nutritionals. Those are kind of the, some of the big ones that I'm using. Um, you you, you got to give the mitochondria some love. And, and part of that, like I said, is removing the toxins, is managing your stress better, is having a more positive mindset um, and being able to talk your way out of things. And then also having more emotional intelligence. You know, we've got a couple of trauma coaches in our program that teach NARM, a neuro, which is called Neuroaffective Relational Model for Trauma. And it's basically a mindfulness technique on, you know, understanding emotions better in the body. So just really important, um, 
you know, coming at the mitochondria from different angles. Yeah, I love that. It's because it's comprehensive and we can't just look at any one area. We can't just look at the biochemistry. We can't just look at the, you know, the external things. We have to look at all of these pieces, I believe, in order to get the results that these people are coming for. So I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you get, you get exponentially better results you know, when yeah. you're when you're working on these different things. And it took me a long time to actually come to this. My, my wife is a, a mindfulness coach and a mediator and a meditator and all this sort of stuff. And I was more like biomed guy. Yeah. But then just, you know, through different trainings and my own experience with fatigue and, and life in general, I realized I needed more mindset training. And so I've got mindset coaches and all this other stuff. And it's just been incredibly helpful for me. That's amazing. So we're getting close to the end here, and I want to make sure that we've covered everything. So I want to um, hear from you. Do you have a few tips that you can give people, you know, just to kind of get started in incorporating, you know, some strategies like this for the low energy people? Well, I think probably most of the people who are listening are doing a good job of replacing the deficiencies. I think that... um, where I would make recommendations would be first the big three. So making sure that you're optimizing adrenal function, um, mitochondrial function, and thyroid. And I do a subjective ramp up when it comes to thyroid. And I actually work as a health coach online, even though I am an MD, so that I can practice across state lines, but that means that I don't prescribe. So I'm using glandulars and I'm ramping up on them. So I increase by you know, whatever it is, uh, I think the product I'm using right now is Priority One Thyroid 65, which is probably equivalent to about 15 milligrams of armor. And so I increase by a capsule every two weeks until they get um, hyperthyroid. Now, I only do this after I uh, replace the adrenals and the mitochondria because both of those things together is going to make the thyroid work better. So you're going to need less thyroid glandular. But I, I get them to a point where they're starting to have hyperthyroid symptoms, and then I back down. So for example, if they're at like five capsules per day, and they've gone from four to five, and then all of a sudden they start to experience heart palpitations or diarrhea or something like that, I just back off back to four, and that's where they live until we fix the toxins, right? So that's what I have found is that, you know, you know there's a delay in the, the thyroid testing, right? I remember when I was in residency, it was six weeks, I believe, or two months where, you know, you give them the thyroid now and then any sort of changes you've made, you gotta wait a couple months until you recheck it. Well, that's not, that's not the best way I believe in what I've seen in order to treat the patient if you want to get them better faster, this this ramp up I've I've found to be incredibly good at getting that Goldilocks dose. I love that word, the Goldilocks dose of the thyroid because it really does. When thyroid's better, right? What's the best anti-cholesterol medication, anti-hypertensive, immune system support? Right, it's thyroid, right? So yeah. if we can optimize people's thyroid, everything else works better, increases their energy, improves their sleep, decreases their weight, you know, etc. So I would say the big three would be important to focus on. And then the other thing is is the toxins. You know, if you don't have the education, get trained in molds, heavy metals, chemicals, and infections like Lyme and Epstein-Barr. Awesome. Thank you. You know, um, when you do the, so you give the glandulars and you ramp them up and then you start working on the toxins, but is it get to the point in your practice and your experience that people then can back down off the glandulars? Do they get to the point where they don't need them anymore? 
Absolutely. And that's one of my most favorite things to do. I mean, besides taking people off of their medications because they don't need them anymore. But yeah, oftentimes if somebody has a thyroid issue, uh, in my world, you know, eight out of 10 times, they've got Bartonella. If they also have pain on the bottom of the feet, muscle cramps, usually in the calves, usually at night, maybe some mood issues, maybe some insomnia, maybe some body pain. And so we start going after whatever infection it is, in this case, of this example, Bartonella, and that they, what ends up happening is that they get hyperthyroid on, on that same dose. You know, as you fix things, then all of a sudden mm -hmm. they need less of these Band-Aids, even though they are natural Band-Aids. And so I'm ramping up on Bartonella support. And this was incredibly serendipitous. The first time this happened was I had somebody call me after hours and she's like, you know, I can't sleep. I'm super anxious. I got diarrhea. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happened to this person? And then I said, well, when was the, when was the last time this happened to you? because I didn't know what was going on. And she said, when I had graves. Oh. I was like, huh. <laughs> and she okay. was a hypothyroid person. She had Hashimoto's and we were giving her thyroid. And I was like, oh, I guess you're hyperthyroid right now. Why don't you decrease your armor thyroid or whatever she was taking? And she was able to wean off of her, um, her thyroid entirely just by yes. treating the, the uh, Bartonella. So... That's, uh, and I've seen that time and time again, about, I would say about half of the people who I work on who have Bartonella and low thyroid end up decreasing their um, thyroid dose significantly, if not completely. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, it's all about going back to the body and fixing the imbalances, right? We're not yep. talking about curing diseases or all of that. We're talking about identifying and we're balancing out the body so that the inner healing capacity of the body gets to work. And that's a clear, great example of it. So, so I so appreciate you being here and sharing from your wisdom. And um, I would say for everybody that's listening, go out and check the Energy MD podcast. Uh, get uh, Evan's book at Fix Your Fatigue. Uh, you probably get it on Amazon, right? And, yep. um, you know, just kind of really just ramp up on what you're doing with these things. And don't forget to really not just like, oh, this person doesn't have a mold history. Let's not bother with this. They may have a mold history and they're just not sharing the right information with you and learning to ask the right questions, right? Have you ever had a moldy right. basement? Do you live in Portland? Well, <laughs> you probably have mold if you live in Portland, right? So things like that. And then, you know, if you live in Connecticut, like likely there's something related to Lyme and and Bartonella and all these other uh, co-infections. So really right. opening your mind to what kind of things can be going on. But of course, really working with those basics to start because if, you know, we have people who are eating garbage and they're not meditating and they're stressed to the max and they're not exercising, you got to start there. You can't start with fancy protocols. You got to get those things managed. So right. thank you. Any last words of wisdom that you want to pass on? I think I just applaud everybody who's listening to this podcast um, because you guys are doing amazing work and helping these folks. And, you know, your education isn't built in a day. You just got to learn something new every six to 12 months and you'll accumulate a body of knowledge that will enable you to help more people. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we've been listening to Dr. Evan Hirsch um, and uh, we've just put together some more of the puzzle when it relates to fatigue and energy metabolism. So I want you to just really focus on the better you are at this. And like Dr. Evan just said, you know, 
study, <laughs> learn, the better you are, the more successful you're going to be in your practice, the more you're willing to dig and do that really careful assessment piece right at the beginning. You're going to be able to help people who've been struggling for a long time and not getting the answers that they want. And you will, of course, feel fulfilled and your practice will thrive. I know personally when I can help people to get answers and they haven't been able to, it just feels good good at the end of the day instead of just loading on more supplements or more whatever you do. So um, I want you to make sure you download the energy guide, visit the show notes page and get all the information about Dr. Hirsch, and then download the energy guide that we created for you for this energy sequence. And we have lots of charts and you know mitochondria charts and all that kind of stuff. And that's at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash energy. And until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the reInvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.